Hi, I'm Kat, marketer turned brand storyteller. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. We're two introverts who speak on stages around the country and work with top personal brands who also unapologetically require 24 to 48 hours of recovery time on the couch in our favorite sweats, all Netflix and no chill. And to be clear, we're not quiet or nice. Together, we're redefining what it means to be an introvert who means business. It's time to show up and show off. Are you in? In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we're talking about ways to thrive as an introvert, particularly when working alongside extroverts. As a caveat, we want to acknowledge that every introvert is going to be a little bit different. So we are talking in generalities and we want you to understand that you may resonate with some of it and you may not resonate with other parts. Just take what you need and leave the rest. Love it. So we have a lot of different recommendations. I'm just going to dive into one that's near and dear to my heart that I have received feedback on in working with a very varied team of introverts and extroverts. And that is in relation to sending slacks, DMs, or emails. I'm a writer at heart. So I think that influences this part of my introversion even more and that we tend to be in our heads a lot and think and reflect and sometimes ruminate unhelpfully so on certain things. And what that looks like in practice. The self-awareness there is so you good. Know, just trying to do thine own self, you know, make, mes- make myself <laughs> proud. But what that looks like in practice, because I have a writing background and because I'm so in my head a lot of the time, I'll send, you know, maybe Russian novel length Slack messages, emails, and I'm thinking in my head, I want to give them all the context. I want I want them to know where I'm coming from. I want them to know that I've literally considered the 71 different scenarios that could happen, and here's the backup plan for all of them because we as introverts love to feel prepared, right? But my director recently gave me feedback at the company that you know Candace and I work with, and she was like, Kat, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> She And the first thing she said, because she knows me, she knows words are my love language. Again, also my love language being words of affirmation. I'm going to naturally express myself that way. She was like, look, she's like, I have no doubt that everything you said is true, useful, helpful, awesome. She's like, but nobody's going to read it if it's not digestible. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right. So yeah. my tip for introverts is, and thank goodness for the caveat of AI, because I have used this a couple of times. If you haven't built this muscle of refining and being super concise, is to literally brain dump everything you want to say in a response for an email or maybe not so much a Slack message, more so email, and put it into AI, put it in ChatGPT and say, how do you make this more concise and clear and written to like a grade level five, truly? Mm-hmm. And then see what it spits back because the art of true genius is to deliver something simply in my humble opinion. And so this has been an opportunity for me dealing with people, other introverts, because I don't want to send them down rabbit holes and also extroverts that are like, TLDR, I I, I can't. And then they'll just call me. Like, that's what will happen sometimes. They're just going to be like, can you just explain the email? I'm like, I took 47 minutes to craft that response. I don't care. Yeah. Candace is nodding a lot, guys. Totally. Okay. Well, I'm the person that calls Kat and is like, wait, what do I actually need to know from this? <laughs> hey, I, I love that there's an opportunity for me to reference it. True. If I get in a sticky situation, I can go back and reference mm-hmm. it. But in that moment, especially because I'm probably on with clients, I'm probably at the airport, I'm probably freaking running around town. Yeah. Just, Kat, what are the three things that I need to know about this that I need to put into play right this second? Yes. But I do appreciate that I can 
go back and take a look and have the full story. Mm -hmm. And for me, as a former educator, again, it's really important to think about the way people receive information. Mm -hmm. So some small things that you can do is bold, highlight, bullet point, number things to (laughs) allow people to you know, scan and get the important information Mm -hmm. because those things are going to make people feel like you are taking care to give them the exact pertinent information. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's really helpful. Another thing that I think is helpful is by allowing people to understand that you are available in multiple ways. So, hey, and I think you've done this too before, Kat, if you want to talk about this, if you want to hop on a Zoom, if you want to X, Y, Z, you know, we can do that, right? right? Or more of this is coming in our in-person meeting next week. Mm. So that way you understand that if I don't get it, if this is too overwhelming, there's another way for me to communicate. Very helpful. Yeah. Because one of the things that I've noticed, and I love balance and variety in my life, like Gemini at heart at the end of the day. And so like when I'm interacting with my friends who are more extroverted, like if we're going to think of it like a scale instead of like black and white, is that they just love like the variety. They love like the quick action. They don't overthink things. The action. Right. Which is why I love having people like that in my life. Because if I don't, I'll just sit in my corner and overthink until the cows come home and then Mm -hmm. nothing's going to change. So it's nice to have that like healthy tension, that exciting like tension of you guys are encouraging each other. Like I'm telling them to like, Hey, slow down, maybe consider from this way. And they're like, just forget about it. Take action. Ready is a decision. Like you say, Candace. And so (laughs) I think it's healthy to have that, but just know that that's going to be a difference too. If you work with people that are extroverted and that are energized around people, A, realize that you just being there, they already feel more energy. So they're already Mm going to be more animated. And then you're by the same token, you are going to be giving them energy, right? Or, or feeling drained. So just having that awareness and that like, patience and empathy for for how they are and and how you are is it goes a long way in professional settings especially because I mean Candace we spend so much time together do we spend more time together than we do with our significant others some weeks I mean we we are always in meetings together <laughs> so probably and or recording this podcast true one thing that comes to mind for people who are likely in spaces where they are making decisions for others is it's probably easier for you as an introvert to make decisions for someone else or someone else's business. Because as a coach, I'm always making decisions for other people's business or recommendations. And I'd be like, here's the five things you need to do like today. That's true. And I have no problem saying that. And I'm 100% confident that those things will be it. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to my own business, I'm like, oof. I don't know what can I do and like I'm I overthink mm-hmm. even though I have the knowledge I have the skills I have the expertise if I'm just making my own decision for myself I'm much slower to action mm-hmm. than the recommendation that I have for other people. So that is normal. If you are a person who is consulting others, coaching in some way or you're a salesperson and you're guiding people along to make the right decision for them, mm-hmm. you might feel more action oriented when it comes to someone else and a little bit more in your head when it comes to your own. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought up the meetings and like the differences in how you act like just by yourself or like when you're around others. I think that's so fascinating with how we are. Mm-hmm. So one thing that has been helpful for me because you know Candace, have Wi-Fi will conquer. A lot of our mm-hmm. work is either remote for a long time or boom in person doing workshops, speaking, networking, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. It's really no in between with us. And so if you are in a remote environment or 
you know, even if you're in like a team setting, typically the more assertive, like extroverts will be the ones to first speak up and they'll speak loudest and they'll speak longest or they'll be, you know, just excited. Again, keep in mind they're around other people. So they're naturally already going to be operating at higher battery level than you. But Candace and I give you full permission to just either if it's in a remote environment, use the tools, if it's on Zoom or Teams, to raise your hand, to drop your question in the chat. And then if nobody picks up on it, be like, I actually did have a question and just hop off mute. In fact, just jump in. If you have something of value to say, permission to say it, right? That goes back to our Clever Girl credo. Permission granted. Mm -hmm. And one thing that is a helpful tool in this situation, if you're feeling awkward about chiming in in this group setting, I would acknowledge the comment or the contribution from a fellow meeting attendee Mm -hmm. and then say what you want to say. So be like, Kat, on that topic, that way you're addressing someone and you're making that person feel seen, yeah. heard, and valued. Or Kat, I have a question about the thing that you just said. And leaning into curiosity again can be really helpful there. But that way it's not just like you are at opposition or it doesn't feel really abrupt, mm-hmm. but it feels like a continuation of the conversation. Yes. And I think we've discussed this. I can't remember if it was on an episode or just a conversation that you and I had, but it's really helpful for me as an introvert to have something to respond to mm. rather than to feel like I'm just like getting like pushed onto a virtual stage and be like, all right, talk. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm like, a, I'm like, but who am I talking to? How am I helping them? Who's here? Like, I, like, mm-hmm. I must know, you know? So like you said, that recommendation, you're not just interrupting, although you totally can if you feel called to, you're contributing and carrying on and you're responding to something and adding your perspective, which is going to be unique in and of itself. And that's a contribution. That's a worthy contribution, period, regardless of how you are, you know? Totally. You're out there building your personal brand and you also have a team relying on you. But if your people don't know how to fish for themselves, the burden of new business always falls on you. Ouch. No thanks. The opportunity we see, teach your team how to generate their own business. The result, more time and energy back in your day so you can scale sans burnout. Amplify by Not Nice Clever is the ace up your sleeve, a hands-on workshop full of replicable frameworks and actionable strategies that your team can put in place right away. Your job? Sit back and let us work our magic. Even CEOs need help sometimes. We've got you. Head to our show notes to get the deets. Hashtag outsourced. So Candace, we've talked about morning routines too. I feel like this bears repeating. So again, like knowing that at the beginning of the day, I'll share an analogy that was, I, I really, we love our analogies here at Not Nice Clever. What is it that you have only a certain amount of decisions that your mind has the capacity to make in a day? And because people who identify as introverted take longer to make decisions, which one thought leading to the next to actually arrive at a decision are all separate decisions. And then introverts, like you said, or, or extroverts can be more action oriented. They can make decisions more decisively. I think it's really important. And what I do is that when I'm waking up, I'm not exposing myself to any opportunity to make a decision other than, well, no, I lay out my clothes the night before I have my skincare laid out. Like I try to minimize the decisions I make in the morning and my exposure to like my phone or my laptop. Like I don't even look at that until I'm ready to like sit down and power up for the day. Yep. Decision fatigue is a real thing. And I'm sure the clever crew is familiar with 
Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs and how they pretty much have the same outfit because they are not trying to think about what to wear every single day. They're just taking one more decision off of their plate Mm -hmm. and gaining their mental energy back by not thinking about those things. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be the person who avoids decision fatigue, Having a strong morning routine can be a great way to set your day up for success. And one thing that I've noticed, and I'm not great at this yet, so full acknowledgement that I am still working on this, is when I wake up and I read and take my walk and have my coffee and get ready before I open my email, Mm. I am just a happier person. Even Dom has pointed it out to me. Like if I wake up and I check my email, I'm just immediately irritated because there's 27 emails of people who need something from me and I feel urgent to get it back that second. And you already feel like drained. You're already like batteries already going down. I already feel like I'm behind Mm. and I don't want to start my day feeling like I'm behind. No. Right, That's not going to set me up for success because I'm just in more of a frantic kind of energy, making sure I'm getting back to every single person mm-hmm. and supporting them. And so what I've done successfully instead and what I'm trying to hold myself more accountable to is literally doing everything that I want to do until I start my work day, which is probably not till 10 a.m. Yep. We've had this conversation too. I don't, and I've trained my clients. I do not do one-to-one client sessions before 11 a.m. local time. Like I'll, I'll open up my email. Yep. I'll hop on Slack. I'll yes, look at the DM. Exactly. But I'm not on and present mm-hmm. for you to facilitate a transformation and to hear you out and like work with you. Not before 11 a.m. Eastern. Sorry. You're not, you're going to get zombie cat. If you, if you try to book with me, I won't, I won't allow you. The calendar is locked. <laughs> yeah. It's blocked. And that might sound crazy to some of you. You might be like, that could never be me. Oh my gosh, my clients would fire me if they if I, they didn't get a response immediately. And if that's the case, I'd say I would check your value of the services that you provide. I would check your relationships because if someone is going to fire you for not immediately responding to their email or not at 8 a.m. sending your response to their email that they sent at midnight, like that's a problem. That means that you have not communicated your boundaries with that client. Mm-hmm. And my clients know, this is what I tell people. I check my messages one time per day and I do that Monday through Friday. You can message me all you want on the weekend, but you will not get a message back until Monday. Mm-hmm. And people know that and it's fine. It's not the boundaries that are the problem. It's the communication. And I'm not even going to call it a problem. The communication mm-hmm. is the opportunity. And again, keeping in mind, introverts speaking up, being firm, mm-hmm. not tending toward being people pleasers. Like both Candace and I are recovering people pleasers. Like not that we'll ever fully be rid of it, but we we nip it. Anytime it pops up, we're like, oof, nope, sorry. Not sorry. Nope. Like not sorry. Not sorry. And you know what's happened as a result People value my time more. Yeah. They respect me more. You have a wait list. They I have a wait they list. Beg to work Multiple with you. Multiple wait lists. Your conversion rate is like 90%. <laughs> you know what's so funny? This is really funny because I was on a consultation with a sales professional. Okay. For your design studio or for like coaching? For design studio. Okay. And then I was like, hey, this is our next available start date, which is probably about a month out. 
And he was like, yeah, okay, send me over the contract. And he was like, I'm in. I was about to send him over the contract. We were still on the Zoom. And he was like, hey, can I ask you a business question? I said, sure. He said, the the start date, is that real? Is that is it really? No, a you're month just a out? fucking magician. Like what? Is what it, kind of question no, is that? You know, like he wanted to know whether oh, I actually was booked out that far, to create, or if I was using that as a sales tactic to oh. create urgency. Oh. And I said, I'll tell everyone here. Tell the clever crew. I tell you guys everything. Mm-hmm. I said, Well, it used to be a sales tactic. <laughs> Until you manifested it into reality. <laughs> but now it's real. Yeah. And and honestly, it probably took less than a month for that to be the reality. Because when people felt like, okay, I need to get on this list and I need to make a decision, they did. Yeah. And now my calendar is actually booked out. So that's really – I thought it was a funny question and I wanted yeah. to answer him honestly. And, and I did. And he said – he was grateful for that. He was like, yep, that's I good. see it. He's like, cool. Nice. He's He's like – he's like – respect. Yeah. Like, he's like, definitely. he's like game recognized game. I've done that yes. before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all do what we got to do until we can get to do what we want to do. Oh, should we put that on? <laughs> that oh, needs to be on a t-shirt. That needs to be on a t-shirt. Okay. Here's the other, another like tip. And this, this literally happened when we were hosting office hours yesterday. So if you're in a meeting with a team, with the the C-suite, with the leaders, the the broker owners, even if it's just a one-on-one with somebody who you report to or somebody who reports to you, regardless, if you're having a conversation with somebody and they ask you a question and you don't know the answer immediately. I used to get really freaked out, like sweaty palms immediately. I, I don't want to be seen as like unintelligent or that I don't have the answers or you can't depend on me, like all of those stories, right? In my head. Mm-hmm. So now what I love to do, and I even like kind of make it playful too, is when somebody asks me a question, I'll be like, well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad that you asked it. And in order to get you the best answer, I'm going to come back with you by tomorrow, by end of day, by next Monday, knowing what my bandwidth is to actually research and properly respond to it. And I want to make sure I get you the most correct information possible. And if you say that, you acknowledge, great question, their ego, they love it. You're going to make them wait, right? Waitlist strategy. You make them wait, <laughs> but you tell them it so you can get the right answer. And then you tell them when to expect the follow-up. Yes. So that they're, they're not just like, well, I asked Kat the question and she said she was going to get back to me, but I don't know when to follow up with her because she didn't tell me when she was going to follow up with me. And then all of that like cloudiness mm-hmm. is just not helpful. And you're building trust. Yes. Very true. Because now they understand that you take their question so seriously that you're going to do what you need to do to get them the most accurate information. Mm-hmm. And they value you for that instead of just telling them anything to keep them moving on. Yeah. Basically, the overall theme to thrive as an introvert professionally is to always find opportunities to be proactive mm-hmm. and to limit or even completely remove any opportunity where you are being reactive and not coming at it from the best place, right? Like you, like if you roll over in bed and you open up your email and you're just reacting, you haven't even fully woken up yet. You know, mm-hmm. like they even recommend to get the most out of a cup of coffee to be awake for an hour first and to expose yourself to like natural sunlight. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, because your brain needs to wake up before it can make the most of whatever nutrients you put into your body. Obviously like drink water saying that as much for myself as anybody who's yeah, terrible at that. Yeah. Because <laughs> coffee's a food group. But anytime you can be proactive versus reactive. And 
I know those words are muscle memory for Candace and I. So if you're kind of like, okay, but what are all the situations? What does that mean? How can I be different in these things? Like literally Google it, like ways to be proactive versus reactive in like 10 professional situations and just educate yourself and orient yourself. Like there's so much free information out there, but guide yourself through the, like the mantra, like proactive over reactive and you'll feel better. You'll be able to be protective of your energy other people will wonder how you are so energized being an introvert and be like, you know, maybe it's Maybelline, but you know, that's the overall theme to like tie it all together. I don't know. What do you think, Candice? I think that's it. I think knowing that you have the ability to make people feel secure because you are proactive and because you will do the research and you will follow through, Mm -hmm. that's everything. That's trust building. And if you can make your colleagues, clients, whoever feels secure because you are, your yes means yes and your no means no, and you are listening to them and responding to them. That's really it. And that's how you become a billionaire. Yep. I think I know we're working on it. We are. It's coming. Yeah. We're we're in the millionaire status. We're going to be getting to billionaire. Shortly. 2030? 2035. Any day now. All right, Clever Crew, this was a very quick and fast full episode for you, but we hope you found it helpful. If you have encountered a situation in your place of work, whether in person or remote um, or with a team member or a client that you don't quite know how to tackle and you're an introvert and you want our thoughts on it, feel free to slide into our DMs. We might even make a mini episode about it. Who am I kidding? We will make a mini episode about it. DMs are open, no gatekeeping and happy thriving. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice, Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And if you found today's episode valuable, please share it with your friends. No gatekeeping here. Remember, we love to see our Clever crew grow. Signing off, you're not so nice, but oh so clever besties that mean business. See you soon.